Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Luke chapter 5, verses 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were going out of them and were washing their nets. The Bible says, and now he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. And the Bible says, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the sheep. Praise the Lord. And now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Praise the Lord. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. Verse 7 said, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other sheep, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the sheep, so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished that and all that were with him at the draught of fishes which they had taken. And so was also James, John, sons of Jezebedee. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, for from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to the land, they forsook all of them ships and followed Jesus. The Bible says they forsook all the ships. And followed Jesus. All that they had. Immediately they followed Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it again and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now. Thank God for Luke chapter 5 verse 1. Thank God that Luke was written. That chapter was written in the Bible. Praise the Lord Jesus. As you all have read, the Son of God has many people pressing in to hear him preaching. They were pressing in to hear the word of God. They were pressing in, they were pressing in, they were pressing in, they were pushing in to hear the word of God. And because he needed space to preach the word, the Son of God goes on a sheep. Why? Because there were too many and he needed at least to be raised from a particular angle to speak to the people, but also to be separated from the crowd least they would uh, not only interfere, but that they would obstruct those who are a bit taller than them. Now the Bible says that Jesus on the sheep 
He shares the word. And after sharing the word like you've read, he tells Peter, go launch out into the deep. And Simon, Peter tells him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And what does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us that they were filled with multitudes of fishes. Many fishes. That they had to call the neighbors, the guys of the other sheep to come and help them. And when they went, also the guys of the sheep also filled both sheep. And when, G, when, when Peter sees James, John, when they see what the guy had done, the Bible says, Peter said, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. They come to the end of this. Praise God. The Bible didn't tell us that they went and, and sold the fish. No. The Bible tells us that the moment they reached at the sea, sorry, at the, sorry, at the, at the shore, the Bible says, and they had brought their ships to the land. They forsook all. Now I want you to understand this. These are fishermen. Their source of income is fishing. Are you following me? And gee, they are washing nets because they've tried to catch and failed to catch a thing. And after that, I want you to, to imagine that Jesus borrows a boat of Simon or sheep to preach. And it's okay for him to use it because they've not caught anything. You see what I'm saying? Jesus finishes preaching in that boat. I mean sheep. Tells them to launch out into the deep. They launch out into the deep. And guess what? Multifishes. Bring another sheep. It fills. Peter falls down at the feet of the master. Tells him, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. They bring all the sheep at the end. Bring it on the shore. With, uh, 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 and the fish is in there. And they forsook it all. And follow Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, Peter is telling us that even though he had received the master, Jesus, he was not yet persuaded about what Jesus was able to do. He thought he knew what God was able to do. But he was not yet persuaded about the ability of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's one thing for you to know what God can do. It's one thing for you to confess what God can do. It's one thing for you to, 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 to affirm and confirm what God can do. It's one thing for you to follow Jesus. They, they were, of course, when he tells him master, it meant that there was already a relationship. This wasn't a new relationship. No, they had believed on Jesus somehow. They had understood Jesus somehow. They had related with Jesus somehow. They had known and seen him a certain way. But they had not seen him in this angle. So yes, we love you, but we are fishing. And it's okay to fish because we need to earn a living for our children, our family. And that's all right. Praise God. That's all right. But why does Peter say, depart from me for I'm a, I'm, I'm a sinful man. I, 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 I am a sinful man. Why does he say I'm a sinful man? I think the day Peter saw that, his heart was smitten within. And he was rebuked greatly. There must have been a rebuke. This wasn't that Simon had sinned, per se, in your definition of sinning. But I believe that we're talking about a certain sin that many people carry in their spirit, but they do not know that they actually do carry it. And that was the thing God discovers in Simon Peter. He's his master. He believes in him. He's walking with a chap. 
You understand? The reason why he's using the sheep of Simon is because they are friends. They, they have a relationship. This guy has come to believe on the Lord Jesus that he's in the flesh. And indeed that he is the source of salvation for mankind. He knows that. He's working with him as master. He knows that. Are you following me? But there is something in Peter that that day it was unraveled, it was unveiled, it was revealed to him. Why? This is why. Because I believe that even as long as Peter had walked with Jesus Christ, he had not really followed him. You understand what I'm saying? He had not really followed him. He had walked with him. He had believed on him, but he had not really followed him. The son of God uses his sheep and fills both sheep. And God is trying to tell Peter that what you could not get for one night, what you could spend days to look for, I can give it to you for three seconds if I use your boat. You, you, you didn't understand it. Let me use a molitro word. What you've tried to struggle over for for years, Peter. The things that sometimes divide you from me because you are with me and you think you're following me. Those things that sometimes you give priority for instead of attending me. There are things I can do. Just moments of one sermon. I can tell you to go launch in the deep and I give you way more than you can ever get in days. And I think his heart was smitten for a moment. Why? Because he finally realized that maybe, just maybe, even though he was with the Son of God, he did not really follow him. Even though he was with the Son of God, there were parts on him where Peter used to check himself and he gave priority of certain things above others. When, the, when Peter examines himself with the rest and realizes that he had gotten the picture and equation wrong, when the fishes landed on the ground, you realize Peter never looked at the financial gain. He didn't look at the monetary value of how much fish was gotten. Perhaps it was the first time they had ever seen such a catch in their lives. That's why they were astonished. He immediately left all that nonsense and followed the Lord Jesus. That was the beginning of Peter following God. Let me explain something. In my understanding and walk with God for all these years, I have, I have been amazed after learning certain things over the years. I've been amazed by how people misunderstand the way of God pertaining success, pertaining prosperity, pertaining increase, pertaining multiplication pertaining signs, pertaining miracles, pertaining wonders. And I cannot say that I was not like that too. I can agree that in my own set of salvation, I think I understood things a certain way. But over time, I started to understand things like God began to reveal them to me. And for some moment, I went into a sort of cleansing of purification of my conscience the renewal of my mind to agree with how God sees our destinies, you and I. Because many Christians and believers in the world out there, many of them actually are living enslaved lives and they call it breakthrough. They call it financial breakthrough. Yet they are living enslaved lives, but they call it financial breakthrough. You understand what I'm saying? 
And the list goes on and on depending on how you think your blessing is going to come. Let me open your eyes to something. When God created man on earth, in Genesis chapter 1, and the Bible says he put him in charge over all the earth. He gave him the fishes, the wild animals, the green things, the creeping things, the herbs, and everything. And he gave him one solemn command. He told him, subdue the earth. He told him, replenish and subdue the earth. Replenish and subdue the land. Replenish and get... You see, replenishing is sort of like uh, work out a way to give it life and repair. But more than that, when he tells him subdue, he means be over the earth. Subdue. Be over the land. Take, take control of the land. Take control of the earth. Because that was your ultimate blessing. Ultimate blessing. The ground. That land. Praise God. As long as man walks on the face of the earth, man is blessed. These things you wash your feet off, this ground you wash, you sit in there. That, that dust you're looking at is where you, every man's blessing comes from. I was having a conversation with somebody recently and I told him, look. Look at the most expensive building in the world. And show me one piece of that building that somehow was not manufactured by something that came from the ground. If you look at the biggest buildings in the world, glass comes from the ground. Marble comes from the ground. Why do they come from there? Tiles, they come from the ground. Granite, right? Or porcelain, whatever it is. The sun that is used to build that house comes from the ground. The bricks that are used... The, 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 the substance of those bricks comes from the ground. Everything that you see right here comes from the ground. Aluminium comes from the ground. Iron comes from the ground from where they make your cars that you drive. The rubber comes from the trees and those trees receive life from the ground. For your tires. You understand what I'm saying? The cycle of the animals that feed from the ground that give you the leather that you put on your shoe... Everything has a cycle that goes back to the ground. That's why the people of the earth call it Mother Earth. There is everything that is of price. Even that mobile phone in your hand. Somehow, everything that, that contains therein somehow has its roots from the ground. Without it, nothing was made. And he got man. And the Bible says, and out of the dust formed man. He breathed in him the breath of life and he became a living soul. And man comes out of the ground carrying the substance of everything they dig out from the ground. You came from where gold comes from. Your body comes from where the silver came from. It comes from where the iron comes from. It comes from where the diamond comes from. You are a part. You are a part of that diamond. You are a part of that gold. You are a part of that silver. You are a part of that aluminium. You are a part of that plastic, that wood. You are a part of it. There's something that connects you. Why? Because out of the ground he formed man. From the same ground you get the gold. From the same ground you get the diamond. 
From the same ground, you get the silver. From the same ground, you get topaz. You get the most beautiful, uh, 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 what? Stones. The red garnets and the green what? Everything comes from down there. The clothes you're wearing. The materials come from the trees. And those trees carry their roots from the ground. Look at everything. Everything that is surrounding you at one particular point was in the ground and it didn't mean anything. It was not food for man. But there's a man who has skill enough to go in the very ground, get that thing, process it into something that gives it value. You work countless hours. You understand? To buy the thing that the man got for free from the ground. You didn't get what I just said. Iron is available. But you don't have the skill to make the car. So the man gets that iron. Gets the skill to make a car. And that's it. That's why he says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Land has a spiritual attachment to you and I. When Cain killed Abel, God told Cain, the land shall not yield forth its fruit for you. When God told Cain that the land shall not yield its fruit for you, he says that's a huge punishment when you say that the land shall not yield henceforth its fruit, its strength to me, and, and, and I shall be a vagabond and a, and a beggar in the earth. When he was told that he shall be a vagabond, why, why was he going to become a beggar? Why, why, why did God call him a fugitive and a beggar? Because the land was not going to yield its fruit, its strength to him. When the land rejects you, you become a beggar. When the land rejects you, you become a fugitive. Cain told God, this is a huge punishment for me. If a man finds me, he will kill me. Meaning, if the land rejects you, man will kill you. This same ground you walk on. If it refuses to yield its fruit to you, it will direct a killer on your direction and kill you. That's how serious this thing is. Even in creation, you remember... Rain was not coming from above to water Eden before the fall of man. The Bible says the water that rained, that, that used to water Eden, came from under. That was a man without the curse. Before the fall of man, everything came from under, even the water that rained his garden. If you understand that thing and understand the blessing of God, if you're an agricultural person, you can't say that my crops are dying because we have no rain. Who has understood what I just said? How can I say, oh, you know my crops are not, they're dying. We are starving. There is no rain. No, 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 listen. For the man, before the fall of man, everything came from under. God can still feed your plants when everyone's plant is drying. But of course, many of you don't believe that. Why? Because you are taught that which comes from up to down for the fallen man. That's why even the heathen receive it. He says he gives rain even to the heathen. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's from above to down. Who has understood what he just said? Can you believe that everything that is of price right now at a particular point was and is free, but because a man applied skill and talent to it, it got value. How can you know this and still be poor? 
you understand what I'm saying? A man gets water, shapes a little wooden box, puts what? Uh, puts soil in it, crushes it or clay, sizes it up, gives it a shape. As it starts to harden, he puts it in a kiln, tanuru. It's called kiln. He burns it for days. It comes out. And then every brick has an amount. He accessed it for free. You understand what I'm saying? Our young men are selling acres of land to buy border borders and come to Kampala. Border borders to come to Kampala. There's a man right now who's going to starve to death. And under him there is gold. And he didn't even know that under his house there is diamond and gold. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is somebody right now looking for money to treat his wife. And he's failed to get that. And a white guy will come with a little machine, place it on the ground, and it will tell him there is gold here. And that same man will preserve a posterity and build a government over the same land from where a man died because he could not even raise enough money to feed his family. Because they have understood time and chance. Nothing is really of value. Nothing is really, nothing created for you as actually to be bought. It's free. You are rewarding skill and talent. You're simply rewarding skill and talent. You're rewarding creativity. You're not creating. You're rewarding skill. You're not building skill. Your, you can get one idea like this and it changes your life forever. Forever. And some people think that this, this, listen, the ground can never run out. When he told us subdue it, he meant control it. Have authority over it to do anything you want for it to provide for you. When he's talking to our father Abraham, and he knows that Abraham needs a blessing, what does he do? He tells him, uh-uh, leave your own family and kill folk. Go, I'll show you a place which shall be an inheritance. He, to show, he, gave, he gave Abraham land to tell him I'm with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? He entrusted him with a certain place. When the blessing goes even in the driest places, you know the story of Isaac. They go places, dig wells, nothing comes out. Isaac goes in the same ground and digs water and it comes out. The same ground from where the Philistines couldn't get water. Isaac could get it. Did you understand what that means? <laughs> when you understand this, you'll get gold where even they say it's not. <laughs> oh... Oh, the rare earth minerals that are used to make these electronics, they're from the ground. The neodymiums that are in the speakers, they're from the ground. They are free in the ground, but they are shaped into something, given a current and given a circuit system, and they become expensive. And there's a man on the earth who doesn't have money to buy what skill can make, yet Whoever made, used skill to make accessed for free. What now has value for another man who can't buy on the same surface of the earth? 
things were given to you free by God. All things were free. Do you know why, for example, you give your tithes in Malachi? He says that I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you a what? A blessing. If you read the literal, the literal translation that I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. When you read out that word, pour you out a blessing, it's actually pour you out a source of blessing. A source. And that source can either come in a creativity concept, in a logical idea, in a certain reasoning of sort. That's why there are windows. Because windows in the spirit represent revelation. When you give, God opens your spirit to have access to a certain idea, to a certain understanding, to a certain vision, to a certain thing that will help you create for the blessing. Look at money. Things, guys in the bank access. Things that are locked behind by key and your custody is given and auditors come and, and try to, 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 to do their audit on, 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 on the works of these banks and, and the systems to make sure that they're working the way they're supposed to be working. And they're putting security guards morning and day guarding your money and then you go and then you stand in a whole line for a deposit, and then you go sign your, your deposit or withdraw sleep, and then you withdraw or, or deposit a particular amount of money, you go to an ATM card, and they are across the world, they are all holding networks. And what is money? It's paper. Silicon. How much is it? It was accessed free. And a man put on a salient feature and gave it value. And now men are killing other men for what a man gave value. Who has understood what I'm saying? Men are killing other men for what other men gave value. And this paper in its own, without those zeros, this silicon on its own, without those zeros, it is nothing. It's just a piece of paper. And it's done away with, with the day's day. It's tomorrow it's useless. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why are people poor? He gave you the principle, willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. You're, you're, you're not even supposed to. That's why when, when it comes to these guys, they, they still have a certain mentality. He says, ah, be anxious about nothing. He takes them, tell them about the birds in the air. He tells them, look, they don't dress themselves. I dress them, God, and they have everything that they need. These birds in the air, they don't dig. They don't work, but they are feeding. Look at the flowers in the garden. How are I array those lilies? I tell them, how much more you? What makes you think that you're going to be in this world and suffer? What even makes you, who deceived you that you're going to suffer in this world? Who even convinced you that you're going to suffer? Who even deceived your spirit that you're going to suffer in this world? How could you even believe with everything in this world that your portion does not exist on the face of the earth? How can you even believe it? You can't be poor. Tell your neighbor you can't be poor. You have the willingness, you have the obedience, and you have the God who gives the blessing. And he says it is the blessing of God 
that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. He didn't say a blessing. He says the blessing of God that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. The blessing. The blessing. And remember, it's also pronounced over you. Remember when you gave your first fruit in Ezekiel 44, 30? He says you'll bring your first fruits of all your oblations, of all kinds of oblations of the priest that he may cause the blessing. He calls it the. He says there's a difference between a blessing and the blessing to settle or rest in thine house. These are principles. Why do they even plead with you to do biblical principles? Hello? Have a CDC. Praise God. Anyway, back to the point. Everything you see at one point was free. Everything that you see value offer at one point was free. Everything that you see on the face of the earth that has value in your name at one particular point was free. And it was accessed freely. So where was the value on the man? The skill. The wisdom. The creativity. The intuition. The language. To translate value into this thing. That it will now be bought. At whatever price it will be bought. Because the man gave it a certain thing. Meraki. The putting of self into a thing. There's a Greek word there is meraki. The putting of the self into a thing. A man put himself into the gold and designed an idea of that gold and sold that ring. And it got value. The diamond was free in the ground. But he knew how to shape it into a shape that would give it a certain value. Even the reason why it has value is because Somebody who buys it will give it more value. But yet the person who accesses it from the ground, it's free. At that particular point, when he digs and finds the, the diamond, what does he pay? Nothing. It's free. Let me tell you. Everything you see that has value today is free. The blessing of God translates. The blessing of God on your life is what translates value on you. Because everything that came from the ground is you and you are part of it. Ah, again, I'll repeat it. Everything that... See, that's where he formed you from. He formed you from where the gold was. He formed you from where the diamond was. He formed you from where the steel was. He formed you, he formed you from where the metal was. He formed you from where the marble was. He formed you from where all those things come from. That's where he formed you from. That's the thing about Peter. He didn't get it. He's believing on the Lord, but he hasn't yet understood the follow after. And God tells him, okay, I've used your ship for how many minutes? 45 to share a word. Go launch into a deep. Oh, master, we caught nothing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I am the son of God. Go and launch into the deep. At your word, he goes into the deep. And that day, the fishes that fill the ships were the same, the same place where they went. Well, there was no sh fish. Is the same deep they go to and find fish. The same place they didn't get fish is the same place they got fish. The same place you thought you'd never get a job from is the same place that blesses you when you have understood this thing. 
Do you know how many people have left the country to go for greener pastures because they think greener pastures are, are in places where they've cemented the roads a bit more? Do you know how many kids are lying to, to stay in America? Oh, I'm a fugitive in my nation. I'm a refuge. I'm this. I'm that. I'm that. Just to become citizens of those nations because they think that by becoming citizens of those nations somehow the blessing of Abraham and Isaac that maketh rich and others no sorrow will pounce on them because they have that's why I told them we're going to do it from Uganda here <laughs> watch it let me say it in Uganda America is he not the God who said, I will shake the gold of the nations. I'll shake the silver of the nations. I'll shake the things of the nations. Do you know what it means to shake? In other words, if gold is in Karamoja, God shakes it and brings it to Masaka. For you. Because you believe. Tell your neighbor, I will never be poor. I will never be poor. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, this is the point. Peter, get your priorities right. Simply get your priorities right. Peter, get your priorities right. The God you're dealing with can get you fishes in seconds that you have toiled overnight Stop thinking that your job is more important than the gospel. Stop thinking that your career is more important than the gospel. Stop thinking that that cap salary, I don't care whether it's a million dollars, is better than the gospel. I'm not saying don't work. I'm only saying have priorities. Everyone around you should know that when I'm going to church, this is Thursday. Listen, close the shop at five. I don't care whether that's the day you'd make most money. No, no. When you know that you're supposed to be in the presence of God, that should be a non-negotiable. You can get that money on Monday a hundred times more. The gospel is a sacrificial profit. Who has understood what I just said? It's a sacrificial profit. So the Bible says. He says in Mark chapter 10 verses 29. There is no man, no man, no man that has left house, brethren, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, lands for my sake and the gospels. But he shall receive, the Bible says, a hundred, he shall receive, a hundred, he shall receive, a hundredfold. Now, in this time, the Bible says, houses, Brethren, sisters, mothers, children, and lands. <laughs> he has promised you. Be in the presence, you'll get your kids back. Be in the presence, you'll get that man giving you headache back. Lose him for the gospel. You will gain him back for the gospel. By the gospel. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. 
Jesus must have priority in your life. You don't just go on Thursday because you had nothing to do. You don't go on Sunday because... No, no. This is your life. The rest is sinking sand. You must understand this. You must understand this. That God... You must grow a culture where everyone who knows you knows God comes first. Even if you call him for a multi-million dollar deal and call him for service time, take it all you want. God comes first. And he says, do that and see what I'll do in your life. Many of you, if, if you are on those fish that day, you'd say, yes, sir. <laughs> then you get the fish. You start transacting. I told Peter, Peter is like us, men of God. If we had not tested, Paul calls it the riches, the, the, the exceeding riches of Christ. Money is a small thing. Christ is way richer than any amount of money on the face of the earth. He's more glorious than anything you can ever believe him for. He's, he's bigger than any job, bigger than any command, bigger than any woman, bigger than any woman. Bigger, bigger. He's way bigger than anything. Than anything. I've seen people told, one time somebody told a lady, I know, choose, choose search on me. The woman told him, you've made it so easy. Some people don't know where God got you from. <laughs> How many of you are here and God has gotten you from so far? Some of us to live is Christ. If, 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 oh, rewind five years back. Rewind two years back, you woman. How many of you five years ago you were in bars drinking alcohol, making yourself silly and almost drinking wild? Put up your hand. That's why I enjoy every day in the presence of Almighty God. Because it's not for what I'm supposed to get there. No. It's for what is outside that can never match who he is. There is nothing in the world. Nothing in the world that can match those few minutes of Christ on your boat. Nothing. If Peter was wise, if Peter had the vision and revelation of this thing, he would not have even wasted time toiling the whole night. He would have prepared a carpet on the ship. Who has understood what I just said? He would have created a carpet on the ship. Some of you don't know where your true blessing comes from. True blessing comes in serving God. A certain way. Now, I want you to also look that there was a, correlate, there was a difference between the lands the man got because he was a hard worker versus the lands the man got because he abandoned them to get the lands God gave. He's not saying that your wife will leave you. 
He's only saying he'll flip your wife and the day you look at her, she's not the woman you married because when you gave him your life, he flipped her. You'll get her back a hundredfold. You'll get your husband back a hundredfold. You'll get your children back a hundredfold. You'll get lunch back a hundredfold. Everything you released for God, I speak upon your life and tell you a hundred times more. It shall be given. Even your time. You had the option to stay home. But Mukazu watu. You could have live streamed. Like those who are not able to come. But Mambi, you came. You came. For the atmosphere. You think, some of you think you're just, no, listen. In the spirit, you're redeeming time. You're redeeming faults. He is the God that teaches us to profit. In fact, the literal translation is, he's the God who teaches us into profit. I can't be poor. Ah, even if I try. Tell your neighbor, even if I try. I can't be sick. I can't be broke. I can't be disadvantaged. Yes, I know. You have not yet seen the change. I know that maybe the landlord is knocking on your door. I know that maybe the guy is telling you he's going to leave your house. I know that maybe your children are struggling with this. I know. But the things that we see, the Bible says they are temporal. This is temporal. Tell your neighbor, this is temporal. The things I'm going through are temporal. The things that I'm, I feel like I'm stuck in. Tell your neighbor, Mugambe, they are temporal. Tell your spirit, this is temporal. These challenges are temporal. This pain is temporal. They, oh, katalaba, katalaba, yerekos. It's temporal. It's temporal. He says, for all things are for your sakes. The, all things are for my sake. All things are for my sake. This is temporal. That is why I feel sorry for people who look at you in your banange. You can't laugh at a man of God. You can't scorn at a child of Almighty God. You can't laugh at a woman who has a seed that is of incorruptible life. No, it's only a matter of time. Let them laugh. To the degree of how much they laugh and scorn at you. It is to the degree my God will multiply you a hundredfold. They'll only see you going up like this. Have you ever seen a man going up and you can't stop him? And every time you try to stop him, God tells you, okay, since you've come into the issue, let me take her higher. Let me take her higher than you can attack. Let me give her a testimony bigger than you can destroy. Let me give her a life bigger than you can twist. Tell somebody, I don't just walk with him. I follow him. Turn to the second person and tell him, I don't just walk with that man. I follow him. If he wants me to leave fish and go, I will go. If he wants me to leave a multi-millionaire dollar deal, for him I will leave it. If he wants me to leave a woman, I will. If he wants me to abandon anybody, I will. Because I know who he is to me. 
He's bigger than a salary check. He's bigger than a pay. He's bigger than a handsome boy. He's bigger than a house and a car. He's, he is life. In him was life. In him my life. He's my wisdom. He's my redemption. He's my sanctification. He's my righteousness. He's my friend. He's my hope. He's my peace. He's my banner. He's my healer. That is Jesus. That is Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I don't compromise on Christ. Mugambe, say to the other neighbor, tell him, on Christ, I do not compromise. I don't. Do you know why some brethren are struggling? They've not yet drawn that line. Draw it. Draw it. Let them know that when my mother says she's going to pray, she's going to pray. You don't put a program when she's with her God. Let them understand that when that woman is with God, you don't do anything. You, don't, you can't bring anything. Put your parties all you want. You can't put anything. She knows her time with her God. Get to a level when they know that your sheep can carry the man any day. Any day. Jesus wants to get to a level where he knows any time he calls you, any time, he tells you to do this. You'll cancel everything. Because even the things men are fighting for, they are free. They are free. And he gives the skill. He gives the skill. Praise God. He gives the skill. He gives the skill. Do you understand what I'm saying? He gives the skill. If I can tell you the things God has done for us because we gave him priority. If I can tell you the things he's doing and he is going to do because we gave him first place. Some people think we are foolish. We know what we are doing. We know in whom we have believed. I have hope for you. There are people I look at sometimes. Bambi, you come in with your old shoes and bag. You even hide your bag because you don't want anyone to see you. And when you go back home, they say, but you, where do you go? Every Thursday you are. Where do you be going? Give them time. Give them time. Give them time. When the recompense comes, you remember Moses? He was in Pharaoh's camp. He was a prince in the household of Pharaoh. But the Bible says, but by faith, Moses, when Moses, he refused to be called the son. He refused to be called the son of the daughter of Pharaoh. But the Bible says, it is because he had come of age. He had matured. When he was a baby, he thought that there was enough thing, that there was, there was a glory in being called so-and-so's daughter, so-and-so's husband, so-and-so's wife, so-and-so's, uh, so-and-so's employee. No, 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 no. The Bible says he, he chose, he, he, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. The Bible says in the next verse, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And the Bible says, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater, 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 greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Jesus was richer. Greater, 
riches than the treasures that were in Egypt. I bet you, I know many Christians in Moses' place who would not have left Egypt. Uh. Let us believe God. Let us believe God. Maybe he'll help us. No. Praise God. I know who called me. He holds priority in my life. Listen, I can... Some, of, some people think that money is the end of it all. Let me tell you, it's not. Money is not the end of it all. Some people think that prestige and, and, and titles are the end of it. No, no, no. That stuff is nothing. For some of us, Christ is everything. Everything. We lived for him. They beat us for him. They criticized us for him. They persecuted us for him. They left the gospel. They came back and found us still preaching. And we are not about to stop. Banangi, let me give and give you good news. Some people think Fanera has begun. It has not yet begun. Tell your neighbor, Tetunaba. Street preaching. Tell your neighbor, street preaching. Those of you who fear your bosses to see you, your boyfriends to see you, your hobbies and orgies to see you. Give Christ that boat for two minutes. Give him that ship for 15 seconds only. How many of you are going for street preaching? Don't lie. This year it's going to be Brady. Last year I went on, on uh, last year I removed the apostle grace and on it. And I went on the taxi park. Where Balabi Kubo stood a few years ago. Somebody showed me the photo. When I saw the photo, I went where the late Balabi Kubo stood exactly. And I told Apostle Emma, interpret. <laughs> Pastor Zach was about a few meters down there. He's shouting, I'm shouting. So one guy was walking on the street and then he saw, Apostle Grace, Apostle Grace, pray for me. <laughs> We can do anything for that man. Anything. Let us look for street preaching. Praise God. If you don't know Luganda, try practicing right now. Put on a local station and examine yourself with your tongue. Hallelujah. Whether the devil wants it or not, we are going to preach the gospel in the taxis, on the streets, on our workplaces, in the saloons. How can you sit in a saloon and they tinker your hair up to the end? They have not splat out a mystery. What are you losing? Every moment you're preaching, you're giving this man a sheep, a place on the sheep. Every time you're ministering, every time you're serving, you're telling God you come first. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's how the anointing comes. That's how the anointing multiplies on you. When you understand this thing. A young man was from Nairobi. I think he's watching me live right now. They brought him on the 31st. He had taken drugs. He had taken alcohol. Cocaine, everything. They took him to rehab. Did everything. And the family officially told him, we are done with you. We are done.
Someone brought him on the 31st and he said he had only one person believing in him. That young man came in my office and wept like a baby. And he said, Apostle, you don't know what this gospel has done. He tells me I've been drinking for years, smoking weed for years, taking every kind of thing for years until all my family, even the doctors say, this one, we can't. And the man came on the 31st. And when I was greeting the team in Kenya, he says, I shook his hand. And that was the last time he put drugs on his lips. Just shaking his hand. How are you? Zoe came out. <laughs> I'm a fisher of men. <laughs> Tell your neighbor I'm a fisher of men. I'm a fisher. I'm a fisher. Those of you, what's your profession? I'm a banker. Ah, I'm a fisher. Amen. What's your profession? I'm a business consultant in a, in a very expensive bank in Kampala. No. I'm a fisher of men. <laughs> That's your primary responsibility. Oh, I'm a this, I'm a that. No, no, you're not. No, no. You are a fisher of men. So what do you mean? Oh, I fish men. What do you mean? For example, I tell them about Jesus. Are you born again? <laughs> Hallelujah! Ladies and gentlemen, let's up our speed. Let us raise our faith. Hallelujah. Let us stop preaching funny things. Don't be too beautiful. Don't be too handsome. Don't be too busy. You will lose that. But what you gain in God, you can never lose. Some of you, your husbands are funny because you're still funny with God. Your children are funny because you're still funny playing fun with God. Your, your wives are funny because you're still playing with God. The day you take him serious, he will take you serious. These my things, oh, pray for me. Let us cast out devils. You're just not serious. Take God serious. I feel like going to preach now. How can we not preach this gospel? How can we be no more? Sacrificial prophet. Get to your feet. Tell you, turn to your neighbor and tell him I'm a fisher of men. Turn to the other neighbor also behind and in front and tell them I am a fisher. I catch men. I win men for the kingdom. Even in my business, I am winning men. Even in my workplace, I am winning men. Even in my business consultancies, I am winning men. When I travel abroad for business deals, I don't just speak about, you know, profit and loss accounts. I don't just speak about income statements and balance sheets. I slit the man in there. I give him a pulpit on my sheep. At least if you can't preach. When you get to a place of presentation, first say, Oh, I thank Jesus for allowing me to present to you today. Then start talking. Meraki them. Kalopsia them. <laughs> but preach.
Jesus a pulpit on your sheep. That's what I'm trying to say. Give him a pulpit on your sheep. Just give him a few minutes on your sheep. You'll see how many fish. You'll see how your business is going to become. You will see. Somebody sent me a message when I was coming. They had pledged some amount for the ministry. And somebody signed them a check this evening. They're like, Apostle, why are we even playing? You understand what I'm saying? Even those who you have to pay you, they will pay you. Serve God. Wherever you are in your ch- wherever the Lord has called you, serve God. Let's stop playing these things. Go on. Serve God. Serve God. Serve God. Serve God. Come on, raise your hands and thank him. What a friend I found more intimate than love. I have felt your
the man that thought that he needed fish to live found a man who could give him more than he could ever live for and he abandoned what he labored to live for to get one with whom he could live without could not live without and that is Jesus that is Jesus I want to speak an anointing on some people there are people here God knows your heart and how much you have given for the gospel and him because you love him there are people here who left husbands for the gospel they left wives for the gospel they left things abandoned lands for the sake of Christ because they were told to choose between Christ and them those things and they chose Jesus there are people who have availed their time to the service of the gospel because they don't have anywhere outside Jesus May God reward you. May God anoint you. May God put something special on you. May a hundredfold come to you. There is an anointing that comes for faithful people. I don't know what you have been faithfully for and how long. But may God touch you. God work for you. Even for those of you who are struggling to prioritize. I pray that may God give you grace to prioritize today. May your job be to the glory of God. May your marriage be to the glory of God. May your children be to the glory of God. May your business be to the glory of God. May your career be to the glory of God. May you not be ashamed when the ship is up and running. May he stand up and be lifted up. May he draw men to you to serve you, to bless you, to yield to you. May the land yield forth its strength to you. You shall not walk as a fugitive and vagabond on the earth. Receive that word in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, receive it. 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 Listen. More than usual, I'm feeling a very heavy anointing. It's not what you can come for. It's what should and is finding you. I don't know why. But if I don't release it, I don't think I'll sleep. So start to receive it. Receive it! Holy Spirit. I, I, I can't sleep with this. I honestly can't sleep with this. Power of Somebody receive it. Somebody receive it. Receive it. Receive it. If you're sick, receive your healing. There's somebody on my right around there. You have something they call something bowel syndrome. I, I hear something like bowel something around there. The Lord heals you. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you're sick, receive your healing right now. May you live long to proclaim the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You're blessed. 
going in and going out. You're blessed in your bread and water. You're blessed as you preach to the Gentiles. The unsearchable riches of Christ. Somebody say amen. Say amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.